Hello, everybody. That was Melt Stroke is the name of that song. Well, 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 what do we have here? We've got the top of the hour here. It's 4 o'clock here at KRWF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org on your internets. Wherever you are, you can tap in and listen to this. This is, you're like, what is this? Well, this is Can I Talk and D with Wilson. I'm Wilson. I'm going to be here till 5 o'clock. 420, I'm going to open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And this Thursday is no different. Welcome. Thanks for coming on through. Again, you're listening to the best radio station in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Independent radio is the new dependent radio. I'm making stuff up. It's a beautiful day here in Fargo. Again, welcome. Right before me was Side Stage with Trav every Thursday, also 1 to 3. And right after me, which is kind of talking to you with Wilson, we talk about cannabis in a positive light. We talk about cannabis news. Uh, weekly cannabis news. I'm not going to talk about, you know, cannabis news two weeks ago because I did that two weeks ago. So just to kind of give you an idea where we're at here, right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart normally, except he won't be in today. So next Thursday, come back through here and you'll have Stinky Arts Music Mart, Locals on the 8, Radio Madness, and then Black Ring Ritual takes care of your Thursday. But again, notwithstanding Friday through Wednesday, on Radio Free Fargo, KRWF 95.9. There's always something for everybody, so make sure you check out the other days as well. But again, here and now, we're going to talk about cannabis. Cannabis legalization. We're going to talk about cannabis in North Dakota, what's going on here. We're going to talk about Minnesota. We're going to talk about South Dakota. What a crazy thing. South Dakota is a mess. You know, sometimes too much cannabis movement isn't great and we'll talk about what i mean about that once we uh, get to 420 which we opened a big fat bag of cannabis news and again that uh, this thursday is no different this show is brought to you by black cottage alchemy black cottage alchemy on facebook blackcottagealchemy.com you can also uh pedal your scooter downtown here to tochi products get yourself inside they're gonna have the uh, black cottage alchemy products the uh, body butter is what i uh i promote specifically here on this show because it's well, it's just so good, and I've always got some in my fridge. Uh, there's colloidal silver to be had. Uh, you can uh, check that out as well. Again, Tochi Products or BlackCottageAlchemy.com, BlackCottageAlchemy on Facebook, or Odds to Ends in West Fargo. Now, this works uh, good for neuropathy, pain, inflammation, eczema, psoriasis, bruises, radiation, chemo burns, you know, pigeon bites, um, weasel scratches, that sort of thing. Now, it's made with kosher, full-spectrum CBD, North Dakota-grown hemp seed oil, 1,600 mgs, that's milligrams for you idiots, of CBD, mango butter, shea butter, and I didn't mean that, nobody's dumb. Cocoa butter, beeswax, I love everybody. Coconut oil, colloidal silver, turmeric, arnica, comfrey, myrrh, frankincense, sage, and rosemary wraps up that little tub of magic. So again, you can go down to Tochi Products here in the lovely heart of downtown Fargo, or you can go to blackcottagealchemy.com or on Facebook. Again, thank you for supporting this show, and so thank them for supporting them, for supporting me, for supporting you. Now, I believe cannabis was created by God himself, the main man, the uh, creator of everything to use as we see fit. I believe man decided to make it bad, not God, and I uh, worship him and him only, Sunday mornings, Antioch Church, 10 a.m., come on through. And I'm on the drums this Sunday, so if you want to watch me fail, you can just come there to do that. But again, thanks for listening. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. I'm your boy, Wilson. Right after me is and would be Sneaky Arts Music Mart, but not this Thursday. Directly after him is Locals on the 8 Radio Madness. 
Black Ring Ritual. Let me tell you about this. This is exciting. Radio Free Fargo invites you, and that's you, to the Grand Old Brewery. See what they did there? An all-star jamboree. Join us for a night of live performances for some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, including Zach Thomas, Brian Lowry, Brianna Helbling, Aaron Simmons, and more. Friday, March 4th, the hall at Fargo Brewing. Check out jpresents.com for more details. A new music tradition begins Friday, March 4th at the Grand Old Brewery. And I just wanted to mention that I noticed that my boy David Allen is going to be at this Grand Old Brewery and All-Star Jamboree. Uh, also, again, Friday, March 4th at the Hall of Fargo Brewing. He is the guy's, he's the song I play out every night or every day. David Allen, Judgment Day. So that's going to be cool. I mean, if I'm bored, maybe I'll go over there and tell him, you know, because maybe he don't know that every Thursday on Canada Talk and D with Wilson, where we talk about cannabis in a positive light, I outro his song because I dig it. And he's local. And, you know, anytime I can, you know, support independent radio, independent local artists, I'm going to do that. So check that out. March 5th, Fargo Brewing, Radio Free Fargo, Jay Presents Combo, a crossover event, which is exciting for us here at the radio station. So it'll be exciting for everybody else to see the results of a, uh, you know, say maybe a future marriage of... Uh, stuff so anyway man where are we i think we better play a song what do you think all right well this song here is paul thorne i've played him before he's got a new album coming out but uh i think it's in april he'll start you know leaking singles but this one is you mess around and get a buzz paul thorne oh man you mess around and get a buzz paul thorne as of as never too late to call 2021 he's got a new album coming out in April, so, uh, you know, hang tight with that. You've got yourself locked in to KRFF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org. For those of you all on the Internet sitting at work when you should be, you know, doing the bottom lines or whatever, the, uh, you know, the, uh, what do they call it, the uh, annual reports, when you should be doing annual reporting, you're uh, listening to uh, Canada Talk and D with Wilson. And I thank you for that. We're going to open a big fat bag of cannabis news at 420. And this Thursday is no different, so hang out for that. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about for sure. This hour of music on 95.9 FM KRFFLP Radio Free Fargo is being underwritten by Orange Records. Orange Records offers a variety of new and used music on vinyl and CD, as well as a large selection of posters, DVDs, and much more. Orange Records buys used vinyl, CDs, and cassettes. Remember those? Orange Records is located at 641 First Avenue North in downtown Fargo. They are open noon to 6.30 p.m. Monday through Saturday and are closed on Sundays. Search Orange Records Fargo on Facebook for updates on new arrivals and special events. But I believe, and I could be wrong, that is winter hours. He is not open on Monday. Now, if that's uh, not the case, well, he can uh, publicly admonish me or find me out on the sidewalk when I walk by his thing and throw things at me, whatever he would choose to throw at me. But anyway, thanks to Orange Records for underwriting this show. Indy for Freedom, a cannabis act has come and gone, but the people behind it has not gone anywhere and they're going to uh, keep pushing through. So we'll talk about that quickly. ND for Freedom of Cannabis Act, of course, had the constitutional amendment measure. It needed uh, like 26,000 signatures. And uh, it got more, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, got more, they got more signatures than I thought that was, that was going to happen, which uh, shows a, kind of just a hunger in North Dakota for cannabis legalization. 
Uh, we've got the legislative session coming on deck here. I don't expect anything good from them. I mean, I can't see them being any more forward thinking than the legislators in South Dakota. And those guys are a mess. So, I mean, I don't I don't see them giving us anything that we would necessarily want. I think they may come up with some, you know, some soothing type things they're comfortable with because of the regulatory strictness that's going to be on it. I mean, they're going to put a chokehold on the regulatory boards. You can, I mean, just trust that. If you think, hey, I should be able to get two, you'll probably get half of one, you know, and then you'll want to, you'll have to kiss them and thank them. Oh, thank you for giving me nothing. You know what I mean? So, so again, so I think the focus will still be on grassroots forward-moving people, um, and uh, these guys are no different. They're looking for uh, sponsors to get started, and, and the encouraging thing is that there's a lot of businesses that are now kind of in this infrastructure. There's there's people that are in place now that are still there, and uh, it, it's now they're, they're going to take it a little, little smaller, kind of uh, condensing it because of the amount of signatures they were able to get in that particular instance. They feel pretty confident, and I definitely feel confident, that this next time around for a ballot initiative requires way less signatures, um, certainly less than what they have gotten, you know, in their attempt this last time. So that's really encouraging because I don't see, because you you get these cats at the other group, of course, always want to talk about polling possibilities. Oh, we polled and it's not going to be good. Or we polled and we need to say this. Or we polled and the people say that. I believe that signature gathering continually is beginning to show that it shows it. That's the poll numbers. The poll numbers are the 19,000 signatures that were gathered with very minimal help and financial backing, just tenacity and, uh, you know, inability to quit. Just imagine if there was a lot of, you know, backing behind that, if there was, you know, and so that was bare bones. And so they're, they're, they're further than they were. So when they when they cut, you know, they're they're in the process of, uh, you know, whipping up the uh, ballot initiative. Now it's going to require, like I said, a lot less signatures. It'll go on the ballot. You know, some people argue that should have been done already. You know, should have been done this last time. But I believe, like I said, this forward movement, this infrastructure, this congealed kind of machine that's beginning to move in North Dakota is exciting and it is exciting. So, again, if you want to be involved in any of that, IndieCannabisCaucus.com. Indie Cannabis Caucus on Facebook, and uh, they'll get you set up. They'll tell you when the next meetings are, if you want to sponsor, blah 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 So that's all uh, exciting. You're listening to KRWF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org, and specifically, Can I Talk Indeed with Wilson. I'm your boy Wilson. Right after me would normally be Stinky Arts Music Mart, but that won't be the case because he's out today. After that, Socals on the 8, Radio Madness, Black Ring Ritual. Thank you for supporting local radio. And local artists. Uh huh. So again, let's see. We talk about cannabis, and I'm going to do that at 4:20. Indie for Freedom, a cannabis act. Again, uh, they're they're revamping and regrouping, and I'm surprised that the other group hasn't done more regrouping. You know, it's kind of interesting to kind of see what I don't see. You know, so again, if you want to get involved, indiecannabiscaucus.com. Indie Cannabis Caucus on Facebook, and uh, they'll, uh, like I said, they'll get you set up, and uh, you can be a sponsor for the next one. 
And and I think the win is this. When you say the next one, you didn't lose. When you say the next one, you didn't lose. And that's and we've seen that in Nebraska. We see that in just our, our normal lives when when you just won't give up. Once you give up, once you stop, once you stop showing up, people forget you. Once you stop doing it, you ain't doing it no more. You're only doing it if you're still doing it. So shout out to uh, the people that are getting behind. Committee for Compassionate Care for sure. Leslie Ann Paulson is a bulldog when it comes to cannabis legalization. So uh, I shout her out specifically because I know her and I know that she's an animal when it comes to uh, getting the word out. She doesn't sleep. She eats cannabis legalization. So uh, I think the state of North Dakota owes her a big thanks for this last run and all the others that, uh, you know, did the same thing. And anyway, I'm going to play a little music, and then we'll talk a little more about cannabis legalization at 420. Here's North Mississippi All-Stars, brand new for you. Oh, man, that's brand new North Mississippi All-Stars featuring Lamar Williams Jr. from the Lamar Organ Trio, I think it's called. Set Sail Part 1 here on CareWF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org, wherever you're at, you can listen to it. Kind of talking to you with Wilson every Thursday, 420, we start a, we open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and that's going to happen right now. Just a little bit past 420. Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. Okay, let's go ahead and just do that. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Canatalk ND with Wilson. I'm Wilson. It's 420-ish, and we're going to talk about cannabis news this last week. And again, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First of all, I just wanted to say again, for those of you who are living under a rock, Indie Cannabis Caucus, Indie for Freedom of Cannabis Act, didn't get enough signatures, but got a whole lot more than I thought. So they're going to revamp and they're going to come out with a ballot initiative. So stay tuned for that. I'll keep you posted. And if you want to volunteer, you want to sponsor for this next run, NorthDakotaCannabisCaucus.com. Okay. Again, this is kind of talking to you with Wilson. I just wanted to mention to you... This kind of thing interesting I noticed uh, in the High Times magazine was uh, who's looking to keep prohibition in place in Minnesota? Meet the Minnesotans against marijuana legalization. Mammal, they call it. I'm calling it that. Mammal. A coalition of like-minded anti-MJ businesses, organizations, and trade groups doing their best to derail any shot at wreck, which is wild. You know, I mean, Tim Waltz, he's, he's good to go. He's good to go. There's, I mean, there's a lot of people good to go in Minnesota. And so it's interesting. So at the moment, they're targeting a uh, rec bill that passed the state house of reps last May. If you know, stinking Paul Gazelka, remember stinking Paul, the Senate, Senate majority leader kiboshed it, but apparently it's coming back. So uh, I'll keep you posted. But just in case you want to know, here's a full list of those mammals that uh, no like it to cannabis in Minnesota and are going to be fighting and putting money. I think it's just interesting. Just here we go. So it's Insurance Federation of Minnesota, Midwest Food Products Association, Minnesota Beverage Association. Okay, here's what I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop saying Minnesota because everybody knows that. 
So we got Bedford Association, we got Catholic Conference, Charter Bus Operators, Police and Peace Officers, Propane Association. That makes me kind of pause, right? I mean, who, who propane? I mean, just imagine all the steaks and uh, chicken and uh, kebabs and the H dogs that are cooked during an event where cannabis is around. I would think propane would be cannabis's kind of like bud bud. You know what I mean? kind of weird that propane took an anti-cannabis stand just check all that out guys maybe we should start buying charcoal feel me maybe we should just buy charcoal at least in minnesota at least in minnesota a pro towing association and again that's kind of kind of an unfounded kind of an argument right because if anti-cannabis people one of their platforms would be all these idiots are driving around making poor driving mistakes ending up in people's yards houses poles hitting kids oh hitting all the kids the Pro Towing Association would be down with that because every time a hopped up cannabis head hits a bunch of kids, you got to get the vehicle towed. So I would think the Pro Towing people would be for cannabis, but I guess not. Safety Council, School Bus Operators, Trucking Association, of course, SAM, Smart Approaches to Marijuana. Those losers. Minnesota automotive, Automobile Dealers and Minnesota Utility Contractors all are fighting currently and this year in the legislative session against cannabis in Minnesota. So if you're a Minnesota resident, I'm sorry. Now, here we go. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. Really getting it fired up here. Okay, so cannabis moment. Kyle Yeager. Majority of Americans say they'd vote for a politician who smokes cannabis. Poll finds. A majority of Americans said they wouldn't have an issue voting for someone who occasionally smokes the old you-know-who. The uh, YouGov survey, which involves interviews with 4,000 adults, uh, came out about a week ago after uh, U.S. Senate candidate, my boy, Gary Coleman. (laughs) Gary Coleman, rest in peace. I'm so sorry, Gary Chambers. Uh, Completely two different dudes. And uh, so anyway, I found that 58% of Americans would be willing to vote for a candidate who they agree with on most issues, who occasionally smokes cannabis in the free time. Uh and that's fine. So anyway, Democrat Gary Chambers, he lit up Louisiana's Senate race with his viral campaign video. If you haven't seen it, Google it. He basically sits in a chair in the woods smoking a blizzard. And that's his campaign ad, you know. So I say solid, you know. I say rock on Gary Chambers. Get it done. And and I, I don't know why we make a big deal out of it. You know, uh, Democrats are more likely to be fine with it. But I, who cares? Uh, nearly half of Republicans, though. 47% say they'd be willing to make that vote for a cannabis consumer if they align on most issues. Now, that's interesting to me because we always seem to have this, you know, side of the aisle crap. And so, anyway, here's another one for Cannabis Moment. New York doctors can now recommend medical cannabis to patients for any condition they see fit. I think that should always be, that should be the medical law. The, you know, the, the medical cannabis law. You vote yes or no. If you vote yes, then doctors get to decide how they see fit for medical cannabis. Now, some medical users might be like, well, I don't know. Maybe doctors would, you know, be not inclined to prescribe cannabis. You know, maybe you don't you wouldn't want a doctor. Forcing your, you know, a decision, you know what I mean? Because maybe he wouldn't decide. But but if he would, if he would, then I would think that would be the best way to go. So now doctors will be able to issue medical cannabis to people for any condition they, they feel could be treated by cannabis. Again, there's there's an ignorance and a knowledge. 
you know, if, if physicians are knowledgeable of cannabis, well, then they would rely on a list of specific eligible maladies. Maladies? Milady. It is terrific to see the cannabis program expand so vastly. So uh, that's good for uh, New Yorkers. Apparently, uh, you can permanently waive a $50 patient fee and they're advancing home cultivation regulations. So good. All right, let's keep moving. Now, cannabis moment. This will be the last cannabis moment. Maybe not. Article I read. But Amazon endorses GOP-led bill to federally legalize cannabis, which I just kind of wanted to mention quickly because it's interesting because... I mean, Amazon, well, first of all, is loaded, right? Amazon could make and break the U.S. They could, when you're so loaded and when the world is running on, you know, you used to say the world's running on Duncan. The world's running on Amazon right now. I mean, I got, I got packages that came, I got brand new shoes on. Guess where they came from? A conveniently, a conveniently located website at my fingertips at all times to my front door. Put in a little number, it comes out of my account, bam. Oh, I want beef jerky. I feel like beef jerky. I want it in two days. And that's another cool thing about Amazon being in Fargo is that I've noticed my El Paquejo comes a whole lot quicker. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, because every once in a while you get an email that says, oh, your package is going to be here a little early, which is rare, I thought. But man, I mean, now that the distribution center is here in town, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like calling them. It's almost like ordering a pizza now. I mean, I I mean, I've had it come in almost 32 hours. You know what I'm saying? Because they must have just filed it up, pulled it off the shelf, threw it in the van. They're on their way to the gardener downtown anyway. Bingo, bango. You know, but anyway, I got kind of sidetracked. But anyway, Amazon endorses GOP led bill, which is good because, again, this is a lot of weight. They're a lot of weight. So uh, apparently they uh, were pleased to endorse Representative Nancy Mace's State Reform Act. Like so many in this country, we believe it's time to reform national nation's cannabis policy, and Amazon is committed to helping lead the effort. Now, we all know Amazon treats their people horrible, and there's like a, you know, like they're trying to buy our silence of how poor they do treat their employees, you know. But if they put money, to, you know, when I'm saying um, their company specifically, but if they put money towards a bill that isn't them and they just support something that isn't them that would benefit everybody, like all the people, I feel like I want to let it slide. You know what I mean? I feel like I want to let it slide this time. But anyway, Amazon has worked to adapt to changing policy. Uh, the last year they ended drug testing for cannabis for most workers. Um, here's the thing. They say they don't want to sell it, but of course... They, they could also say, we don't want to sell it, but we have to. You know what I mean? So they're, they're not saying they won't. But they're also saying that it opens up the hiring pool by about 10%. And uh, so, that's, so that's awesome. You know, so anyway, we'll see how that works. But if my, my point is, is if it would ever be federally legalized and there was ever a precedent set in priority, it would be when a business like Amazon decides to start endorsing these things. Now, again, we're in a weird time in our lives where people are talking big corporation and big government and big pharma seems to be the, you know, the unholy trinity right now. And I'm not, you know, this ain't this ain't that show, yo. But 
I don't know, you know. I mean, it starts to make me feel like home grow is more the way to go. And we'll get into that here in South Dakota because South Dakota ain't having the home grow. And again, I, you know, it's not, it's kind of bad news, but it's just, it's South Dakota. South Dakota. So anyway, cannabis moment. Last article by these guys, I promise. But I just wanted to shout this out. Massachusetts cannabis tax revenue now exceeds alcohol by millions, y'all. Isn't that crazy? See, I used to, you know, I used to get excited about Illinois. But Illinois started spending, you know, started making way more money than booze, and I just stopped being excited. It's kind of like the bison. They just, you know, I'd get excited if they lost every once in a while. You know what I mean? I remember back in the day, boy, I was pumped. They were winning. Who who knew? Who knew they'd win? And then it's like, oh, what are they, winning? Sure, of course they're winning. Uh, whatever. Oh, another billion dollars in taxes for cannabis in Illinois? Whatever, I guess. I got a new state hitting it, though. You know? We got a new state hitting it. Massachusetts. Now exceeds alcohol by millions, which again, I mean, I feel like it's the only way to get, I don't know, certain people, certain groups that are still on the fence with cannabis. Because once you push down alcohol, because everybody knows alcohol is bad in excess for sure. Um, in social economic situations, definitely in, uh, you know, uh, healthy home dynamics. No question. It's been I mean, we, we have therapies and counselors and psych units and all this infrastructure, everything to accommodate the poor choices and health issues that come from alcohol. So when you can spend, so when somebody's, so when a state's doing more something else than alcohol, well, it could either be, you know, horrible, you know, like if fentanyl, like I always use fentanyl as the example. But if if it, if I if it said Massachusetts fentanyl tax revenue now exceeds alcohol by millions, we'd have some problems. We, we would, you know. And if you were a psychiatrist or psychologist or you were working at Prairie Psych, you would see the result. So I will argue that you'll see the result with this: the more states that get more tax revenue from alcohol, we'll see a different kind of state. It'll be chiller. Um, the money will go back into good stuff because that's not what's happening with booze. I don't know that booze tax money is going for homeless shelters and all this stuff. I mean, you go to Colorado, man, and even their thrift stores look like a fancy target. Why? Because the cannabis money is flowing into those particular channels. So you can visibly see the changes when you go to Colorado. And I would imagine those same changes are coming to Illinois. I got to get down there. I got to see my aunt. I got to get down there. And then when I get down to Illinois or back down to Illinois, I'll let you know. But anyway, Massachusetts is officially collecting more revenue from cannabis than alcohol. As of December 2021, the state took in $51.3 million from alcohol and 74.2 from cannabis at the halfway point of the fiscal year. Overall, Mass has seen $2.5 billion in adult use purchases. The state achieved the $2 billion sales milestone in September. Uh, the news about cannabis overtaking alcohol in terms of tax revenue is a welcome development for advocates who have been arguing that the plant is less harmful than liquor and could be used as a substitute. I mean, no question. There's just, just like my sponsor, Stinking Black Cottage Alchemy. You know, this, it, it, there's nothing wrong. I mean, it, it doesn't do any, it's it's good for you to have around. I mean, cannabis would be just good to have around, just in case. 
You know, I mean, if you needed aspirin, grab a little cannabis. You know, there's there's so many other things that you can utilize it for. It's just there's a stigma that keeps it out of your medicine cabinet or next to your bed or whatever. You know, but I mean, for anti-inflammatory, I mean, come on. If, if you're going to undergo surgeries that, that will, will result in a lot of swelling, dude, do the cannabis oil. I'm telling you, you come out there. I mean, you, the only swelling will be in your head when you tell them how awesome you are. See what I'm saying? So, again, there's a lot of benefits that get shrouded down in things. So it'll be neat to see kind of what happens here. So that is, and here's the thing. And in those adult use states, regulators are doing what they can to ensure that the tax dollars are effectively invested. And I just don't believe that that's happening, you know, is happening in uh, in the booze market, you know, with the booze money. And booze kind of plateaus. I, 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 would, I would suppose these last couple of years in the whole COVID mess, that more booze has been bought. But in general, I don't know that booze in influx, like like if it goes up, like if you drink six a day or whatever, all of a sudden you're going to drink 12 a day? I don't know. I mean, like how do you, you do, what do you need, more youngsters to drink? You know, but cannabis is on its way up and is now exceeding alcohol? Man, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, here's uh, CannabisNow.com. Is the cannabis dispensary break-in wave payback for defund the police is the lead article. A rash of unsolved break-ins and robberies at cannabis businesses in California is leading some industry leaders to question police's commitment to public safety. Now, this is kind of wild, you know, and, and it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The title was a little, what's the word, hyperbolic. So I'm not going to focus on so much whatever you think I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus literally on this idea that if you work at a cannabis dispensary, cultivation site, or distribution center in Oakland, California, you likely spent most of New Year's Eve with your eyes glued to a screen, nervously staring at security camera footage like some weed version of The Purge, waiting to see if the evening would bring yet another wave of attackers like trick-or-treaters to your doorstep. 2021 win and 2022 came without a reported smash and grab, but cannabis businesses are still on high alert in the Bay Area, much of Cali, a scene repeated throughout much of the country, but perhaps felt most, most acutely in the legalization movement's Northern California cradle. In the final two weeks of November, there were at least 25 break-ins and burglaries at Bay Area dispensaries. Uh, police response, if there was one at all, came hours later. The exception was one notorious November 16th incident in San Fran where the dispensary security feed captured not only the burglars smashing their way inside, but a, but a carload car of police sitting outside and watching as the breaking crew ran out, tumbled into their car, and executed a sloppy three-point turn before getting away scot-free. All police watched. That particular incident set off outrage among the cannabis community, and me now, you know, I'm outraged. All right, I, I'm, I'm pretty chill. According to Jamalian, at a meeting just before Christmas, they apologized for the incident, promised discipline for the officers involved, and swore... It would never happen again. So other city officials tasked with regulating cannabis seem similarly unconcerned. Meanwhile, in on-background interviews and behind closed doors, most businesses are seething about indifference to this, you know, to the increasing smash and grab occurrences. So the illicit market thrives. Most legal cannabis businesses owners are crying are crying poverty, smothered by taxes that hit forty percent. So, man. 
So anyway, it wasn't always like this. Prior to 2016, California voters approved adult use legalization. There was a grand total of one successful robbery. Since then, the situation is closer to open season. Local cannabis stores have been robbed so many times since June 2020, they've lost count. Um, a request of total number of smash and grab incidents to the Oakland Police Department was forwarded as of press time. Nobody knows. So that's crazy. Just to give you like a kind of like a thing. Um, Austin voters to decide on cannabis decrim measure. So if you uh, are listening on RadioFreeFargo.org in Austin to kind of talk in D with Wilson, me, every Thursday, 4 o'clock, I get in here. 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and that's what we're up to our nipples in as we speak. I'm going to talk about South Dakota as soon as I uh, jam through this Austin here. Uh, the city council took its action in response to a petition circulated by the Progressives Political Group, Ground Game Texas, otherwise known as GGT. I just made that up, which is all sponsoring similar events. Uh, they got 30,000 signatures to the clerk, and so now it's going to be, uh, it was voted on. Uh, Austin cops would rather arrest people for cannabis still, uh, which is, you know, again, it's money. It's money. So uh, the progressive issues of workers' wages and cannabis notice that 87% of Texans support legalizing cannabis for medical wreck. And so, again, I, the, more, the more that becomes apparent, the more that becomes apparent that the people want legalization the more apparent it is that the infrastructure around the capitalizing off of the, you know, making it a crime is what a lot of these guys are complaining about. They don't want to lose their cash cow. And I've always said it. The cannabis users was a low hanging fruit. And why cops didn't, you know, lose sleep at night knowing they were ruining people's lives is beyond me. So I think cops busting cannabis users ought to be ashamed of themselves. Can I get an amen? Okay, really, this is going to be off the Kelo land, Kelo land. I forget what that even is. But anyway, House panel moves to ban medical cannabis gum, uh, gummies. Of course. I mean, why would I read House panel allows gummies and whatever you want to use to get medicine into your body? Oh, okay, good. So that's what we're seeing, okay? So so we had the, uh, um, you know, I am 26, it allowed medical cannabis and it allowed for homegrown. Okay, it allowed for three plants or more. But now it's not passed. You know what I mean? Like they voted on it, but now the legislators are doing whatever it is they do, and it's horrible. It's just it's never ending. It's 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 kind of like just those talking news shows. Everybody, you know, nobody do and everybody talking, 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 and that's what happens here. All they do is talk, 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 talk after the people of South Dakota have made a decision. The, the people in charge were put there by the people, right? So it just, it just it, it infuriates me when the people vote on a specific measure and then now have to watch it get ripped apart by the people they voted to do their bidding. It's insane. So House Bill 1058 is a bill designed to ban. See, it's a bill. You know, like you get one bill through, like uh, the people voted on a bill or on a, on a, you know, on a thingy. And now they're just going to start sending bills to change it all, you know, to remove what it was. So the bill wants to ban a variety of forms of medical cannabis, of course. You know, and, and the words here is they want to ban medical cannabis. 
but it's a medical cannabis law that people vote in. So what do you mean? You want to ban a variety of forms of medical cannabis? You, The people voted for medical cannabis. What do you mean a variety of forms of the thing they voted in? All right. So here's the thing. It passed the House State Affairs Committee, which is still has got to go to the House, but I guarantee you these freaks in South Dakota, ain't nobody liking cannabis. I mean, these old ca- geezers have got their money all the way up to their, you know, nipples and corn syrup and whatever it is they're making their monies on. It's just... So the debate of the bill was spirited. Three South Dakotans speaking in opposition and seven speaking in favor, which is cool. All but of one whom... All but one of whom was out of state, with five being from Colorado and one from Ontario, Canada. I don't even know what that means. But anyway, Fred Dooch, otherwise known as Douche, introduced the bill, which he sponsored to the committee, claiming it was needed to protect children. I, just, I wish he was in the room and I would punch him. I mean, nicely. A soft punch. A, a, uh, a love tap to the throat. But anyway, Douche... Seemed to focus primarily on edibles, THC-infused products meant to be eaten, and stated that such products are manufactured specifically to appeal to children. See, I don't... This is where you start to lose me, douche. I mean, it just... Why are they... I mean, I don't understand what he's saying. Why would a company's intent be to market towards children a medical... a medical, you know... Medicine. Medicine. It's medicine. It's stinking medicine. You know what I mean? So he was quick to point out that while his bill would ban the sale of edibles. Now check this out. This is where this douche gets even crazier. Oh, I just wanted to check the time here. I should have started with this. Okay, so the bill would ban the sale of edibles. All right? But... Parents of child patients would still be allowed to purchase medical marijuana in flour and bake their own edibles for their children to consume. I mean, I, I can't make this up, okay? You could, it's completely awkward. It's completely backwards. Like, like, I'm thinking, well, he's an idiot. So he's saying he doesn't want the state to make any money off edibles. But I can make it at home? No limit? Just... Take your cannabis flour and bake your own gummies? That's crazy. Douche was not alone in this. Another proponent of the bill emphasized that parents would still be able to make their own edibles at home. This suggestion that parents make their own edibles seemed to conflict with concerns, other concerns voiced by those promoting the bill. Absolutely, you know. And it'd be unevenly dispersed. You know, you'd have potency issues, of course. Um... Simply put, a baker making a pot of brown, you know, brownies can end up with a batch where one brownie has almost no potency and the other one will floor your grandma. So, one woman discussed how her son, a promising young athlete, had become addicted to the marijuanas. He disconnected from his life, from sports, and from girls. Um, another proponent, a douchey douche, said, uh, such as, he said, another proponent uh, is a product available such as those made with rainbow sprinkles, which he said most adults don't eat. I'm not so sure where what we're talking about here, rainbow sprinkles, whatever, you know. And I do believe that edibles should be healthy. You know, there shouldn't be a lot of sugar in them. Um, the proponents of the bill spread a lot of fear with different types of edibles. Most of the examples they were using, I uh, believe, came from recreational cannabis states. 
They also ignored the fact that a rule was already written and in place to take care of some of their concerns. Um, it's They just pointed out about cartoon packaging, just all this kind of like lame stuff that'll just slow things down. Um, so there's packaging. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, they say, I feel like a rug is being pulled out from underneath us. The businesses were already building and planning. You know, so that's what I'm saying. They start changing the rules. You know, uh, Horstead also pointed out an email uh, would also ban cannabis products like vaporized uh, vaporizers, pills, capsules, tinctures, topical application, dot, 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 dot. Again, uh, Dooch, he claims that the products are specifically manufactured to appeal to children. Uh, I think he's on crack. And the fact that so here's what here's one last thing he says. Beautiful baked goods with sprinkles and fruit flavored sodas are not medicine, but a way to high THC. The psychoactive components of cannabis, a douche wrote in his email. Well, you've been listening to Canada Talk ND with Wilson. And uh, I forgot to get to this, but basically on Monday, January 24th, House of Representatives advanced legislation to ban homegirl. Douche is involved with this again. And uh, there's already patients out there that are cardholders that have been approved for home cultivation, said this, uh, said Melissa. It's going to be really hard to put that cow back in the barn because they're in South Dakota. That's what you'd say. Uh, So they're trying to change things before we've even met. Uh, This would take the vote. This is what this would take what the voters asked for in 2020 by seven and 10 people and completely remove it. Uh, They say that voters did not know this was in it. Horstead said that's bull. It was printed on top of the ballot. It's insulting for a politician to insinuate that voters don't know how to read. So, again, South Dakota is a mess. And we'll talk about it more next Thursday when I get in here at 4 o'clock. 420, we'll open a big fat bag of cannabis news. Thanks for listening to Canada Talking D with Wilson. Programming on KRWF 95.9 is being underwritten by Art Riot Promotions. Art Riot will design and print any business or personalized custom decal in a variety of shapes and sizes. Art Riot creates custom engraved gifts and promotional items. Art Riot offers flexible online or in-person consultations. Local in-store pickup or shipping is available for any order. Visit them at 819 Main Avenue in Moorhead. Art Riot is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You can find them online at artriotpromotions.com and also on Facebook and Instagram. Now, we got some new music, and I might get, get a hard time here. Like, my, my friend, uh, she would say this is butt rock, and uh, maybe it is, but it's brand new. Joe Satriani, here we go. I don't care what anybody says. I've always been a sucker for the Silver Surfer. Joe Satriani, brand new. It's the Elephant of Mars. Single out Sahara. Man, I dug it. RadioFreeFargo.org, streaming everywhere you want to listen to the best independent radio in the world, as far as I'm concerned. KRWF 95.9 LPFM is what you're listening to as we speak. Canatalk ND with Wilson almost out the building here, right before me, side stage with Trav, 1 to 3, 4 to 5. You got me talking about cannabis legalization and cannabis in a positive light. Right after me is usually Stinky Arts Music Mart. However, he won't be in today. You got locals on the 8 directly after that. Radio Madness, and then Black Ring Ritual wraps up your Thursday. Again, don't forget Friday and the rest of the days. We have another variety of DJs doing a variety of music. If you didn't like today, you'll like tomorrow. If you didn't like tomorrow, you'll like Wednesday. So anyway, give us a check out, and we appreciate your listenership. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy. BlackCottageAlchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. 
Tochi Products downtown here also has the uh, items. Body butter, I highly suggest. And again, thank you for bringing this show to you guys. Black Cottage Alchemy Products sponsoring this show. Can I talk ND on Instagram? I will let you know when this mu- uh, when this show, minus the music, is up on YouTube. Again, if you can, I would prefer you listen on RadioFreeFargo.org, support local radio. But if you just can't get around, you can't be around, you can check out the YouTube channel. Or it's also on the uh, podcast platforms, one that uh, has the word pot in it, and the other one is a fruit. Otherwise, every Thursday, 4 to 5, here on Radio Free Fargo, I'm bringing you weekly cannabis information. I'm going to get out of here because that's what I do. Uh, so, edu- you know, educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. cannabis. Check out this guy, March 5th, at the uh, stinking grand old brewery. Check out my boy, David Allen, Judgment Day, Paste.